You are now listening to the Bunt, the number one podcast in skateboarding, brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double champ does what the f- he wants. Vans. Off the wall since 1960, motherfucking six. And now, live from Studio E, The Bunt with Safer and Donovan. You know exactly what's going on. I'm D Jones. I got the ghost with me. And none of this would be possible without the goat. And it's one in the building, baby. It's a cool ting, still. UK ting from time, G. <laughs> Ghost, what we got going on this week? Yo, it's a big week, as per usual. We got a very special guest, none other than uh, childhood idol Darrell Stanton. Mm-hmm. This man, yo, he's one of a kind, yo. Burst onto the scene like no other with that back nose blunt of sin. And uh, it was just a series of... Of epic hammers and style for years to come. Fossey free episode, baby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we taking y'all straight to the post office. Big week in the post office. Thanks for all your emails. Keep them coming. And then the rundown, man. Championship week was big. And we got greasy with uh, some NBA talk, man. Lots of NBA talk in there this week. As always, make sure to like us on Facebook at The Bunt. Follow us on Instagram at The Bunt Live. And get them emails and voice notes into the buntlive at gmail.com. Man, you can do better than the email, man. Get the voice notes in, dog. We want to hear from you. Yeah, real It's shit, a podcast, real man. We can play the audio. Send the audio, man. We ready for y'all. So we going right into it. The ghost shout out of the week. You got someone? Yeah, I got someone. Wasn't the busiest week, you know, in skating as far as uh, parts dropping. But one definitely caught my eye. Uh, got to give it up to... John Delo, man. Uh, shake jump part dropped on Thrasher. I swear that dude's dropped like three parts in the last six months or something. He's just got that clean style, crazy manis. At first, I thought he was just like a manny dude, but uh, his last couple parts, he's been jumping off buildings with perfect flip tricks and, and uh, gotta respect it, man. Shouts to John Delo. If he wasn't so unknown, he'd be in the, the Sodi running, man. God damn. Really? Well, I mean, not like a real contender, but like he, like he should have been like, or maybe this year he'll be in like, you know, when they choose like 58,000 dudes, He's gonna get a he could have at least been in that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, it's me and you got to get in there. <laughs> so like we said, we got Darrell standing in the building this week. We've explained our fandom of Scott Kane over the years. Obviously huge fans of him, but Darrell was right there with him, man. When we were kids, we loved Darrell just as much. Overwatched every one of his parts. It was absolutely insane seeing him in real life as kids. And now we got him here, man. And Darrell always had my favorite front feebles and backsmiths. The way his board like completely bent, like the truck would bend and it would just be so tweaked. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Jamie Thomas styles, you know? Like, he was one of the OG best like front feebles in the game. Yeah. And then when uh, the Transworld video dropped, when Free Your Mind dropped, 
uh, I remember me and Cody were just like studying. Like we just watch this part and be like, how the fuck does he get like lean so far over the rail that the tweak was just really unique. Always remember that from uh, when we were kids. And um, fuck, honor and a privilege to have him on the show. I know he hasn't been in the spotlight uh, in years to, in the recent years, but uh, it is really good to catch up with him. He's doing great. And um, yeah, Darrell, man, let's get into it. Only one thing left to do. I'm drinking double the steamies this time of year. Hopefully, when we get into February, the ghost will get back on track with me. Yeah, man. Canada's premium pilsner. How I miss you. Steam whistle. The only buzz. All right, man. We got Darrell Stanton in the building. What's going on, player? What's up, Bun Beast? We are super excited to have you in the building today, man. Man, I appreciate you. Thanks for having me, man. It's my pleasure. My man, we start every show off the same. Hit us with your favorite skate and sports moment. Okay, sports moment. I guess it was uh, MJ, you know, doing the retirement thing. Like, that was big because I was big into basketball. And it was just super epic at the time when I thought he was, like, really hanging it up. I was playing a lot of basketball, so that always sticks in my head, just around that time. And then uh, skate-wise, when I first linked up with Deluxe and they flew me and a buddy of mine, Peter Ramondetta, out to like our first trip to Arizona. Oh, word? Huge, man, huge to me, man, certain. Man, Peter's the GOAT. That must have been huge. Dude, just the fact that they pretty much like plucked us up from like the outskirts of middle of nowhere and the fact that they were so cool enough to, you know, include us both and not just take like me or take him. They were just like, both of you fools are coming. Both of you fools are hopping in the van and both of you fools are going to uh, film for Recipe for Disaster. Damn, G, dreams coming true real quick, eh? Man, right then and there, right when I got back, right when I touched down, it was on. So where'd you come up and how'd you get into skating? Well, I was born in L.A., Cedar Sinai, where a uh, place where Biggie died, and then uh, grew up skating, hanging out in L.A., up and around, did a lot of moving, just for the sake of like, you know, my parents and stuff. And I was young, so I was just moving around to wherever. I lived in LA, lived in Inglewood, lived in Torrance, lived in Long Beach, lived in Lakewood. And then- um, Man's moving around, eh? See, after middle school, I moved to Houston and then uh, continued on going to high school, which was crazy because it was like, I built up all these friends and all this infrastructure, you know, playing basketball all the way. And then my eighth grade year, I was like playing basketball, our team undefeated, I'm MVP, I'm getting the trophy. And I'm like, oh, this is gonna be cool, like going into high school. And then, you know, it got sprung up on me like, oh no, we're, we're uh, moving to Houston. And I was like, oh, damn. So I'm like pretty much just like ghosting everybody I know, like <laughs> to move to Houston. 
And then I was like, I ain't finna play basketball in Houston. I don't know nobody. Like, I ain't finna go up in there, like, out of town, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, everybody's going in from, like, all these schools up in Texas. I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm pretty much going to hang it up with MJ. Because he was like, <laughs> you know, he, he was going out on top. And I was like, fuck it. I'm on top, too. I'm undefeated. You know what I'm saying? Like. I'm MVP, I ain't, shit, like, you know, in my head, I'm like, I ain't about to until you play basketball, I don't give a shit, like, whatever, that's all I wanted to do, like, what else am I gonna do, you know? Skate, baby. So, I just started skating, like, super heavy, like, after that. How old were you when you got your first board? Oh, my first actual skateboard is, uh, I want to say, I got it in seventh grade, yet I didn't skate it. It was just a blank board. There was a skate shop. I remember it was green, it was blank, and it was uh, from this company that made boards called uh, In-House. And it was like just a branded little logo on a blank, you know, a green stained wood board. And it was like probably like an eight or something. And it was a complete, my dad got it for me and I just kind of like put it on the side because I was watching a lot of skating. I kind of wanted to get into it, yet I was like so into playing basketball. I, I didn't really think much of it until like after playing basketball, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna just start skating. So what was your first big break in the skate industry? How did it all get started? I consider like anything in the skate industry big, a big break. Ever since I was like getting into skating, so it's kind of hard because everything, every little thing, like I recall like Danny Montoya and Rob Gonzalez, like right when I really started getting into skating, they used to skate like this, uh, this high school called Lakewood High School it has really good benches, really good benches, man. And they used to skate there all the time. And we used to see them skating there. Like I used to go and like kick it with Scott Kane and like Jeremiah Vance and like oh, Scorpion God. Jason Jones and like. Uh, my homie Chase Woodruff and Sean Fitzsimmons and stuff and like uh, Scott Christensen and like we had this little like group of guys like you know that was like skating for a while and stuff and they were all like already super into skating I was like learning skate with them so I was like hype so they used to like I used to hit up Scott like yo like we're where we skating on the weekend you know whatever he like meet me just at uh at Lakewood so I go skate to Lakewood you know couple of my other little homies and stuff. And like Danny Montoya used to leave his shoes. This is when he skated for Duffs, right? And like, he used to leave his shoes and like, like almost every session, like he used to just skate these really, the, the model of them kind of mimicked a, uh, like a Chuck Taylor, yet the insoles were amazing in these shoes and he used to leave them. And so when he used to leave them, I used to just grab the insoles out of them. Cause I think he like always wore like a nine, so like I just grabbed the insoles <laughs> and I was like a nine at the time, so I just grabbed his insoles and like stick them in my shoes and I was like, yes, he fucking left them again. Cause like he when he'd see us coming up, he'd like leave a little something off to the side, you know, like oh shit, I really don't need this shit, like you know. And I was like psyched. I was like we pull up and I'd be like, damn, I hope he leaves some shit, like damn, like. Maybe you like leave some old wheels or some shit, like, you know, <laughs> something like that. So, like, I think that was, like, big break shit, you know? Like, he'd see us, like, he'd even, like, see us or, like, they'd see us rolling up and just leave, like, scraps of shit. That's a proper OG like, right that there. That was huge, huge shit. Blessing the youth. I mean, I don't know about a big break coming up on some old wheels, but to each their own. Oh, okay, my bad then, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> 
You mentioned Jeremiah Vance there. You uh, still keep in contact with him? Oh, man, dude, you know, I don't talk to him often, yet um, when I do, like, last time I uh, peeped in on him, um, he was doing, like, jujitsu. He was uh, doing a lot of jujitsu and um, working on cars. Come a long way from them scorpions. Yeah. (laughs) Out there, you know, whooping ass, taking names and speeding down the highways, (laughs) you know. So you exploded onto the skate scene with your epic back nose blunt down clipper. Looked like you were just having fun, cracking a smile, thrasher cover. Take us behind the scenes on that session. Yeah, man, I got to dig that one up, man. I appreciate you looking uh, good looking on that, dude. I actually was smiling. I was just hyped to be out <laughs> of school and fucking skating. <laughs> Yet, um, yeah, dude, like I was, uh, I was in Houston at the time and... Um, was just getting stuff from Deluxe and all the guys out there in San Francisco. And then uh, one day, Jim, Jim Thebo hit me up. Jim! And he Shouts was like, to Jim! He's like, yo, I need you to fly out. <laughs> Hell yeah. To San Francisco. And I'm like, fuck, all right. Well, like, book me a ticket. Like, I'm, I'm with it, you know? Like, if you give me a ticket, I'll go. I'm with it. And dude, lo and behold, this was like earlier in one week, all this happened. Like he hit me up, I, was, I said yes, he got me a ticket. I flew out there, I met up with Gabe and, uh, and like the next, like, I think it wasn't the first night, like the next day or something, he takes me into Deluxe. I'm like meeting everyone, get some gear and stuff. And like the day goes by and then uh, I meet Gabe Morford and he's like, so, like, you want to skate tonight? And I'm like, fuck, yeah, I want to skate tonight. I've been waiting to skate all day, you know? Like, everybody's, I love everyone, you know? <laughs> like, this is great. And then uh, he takes me to, like, Clipper. And I'm like, oh, this is sick, you know? Like, first spot is, like, hammers, you know? Like, this spot is fucking dope. Like, and then, like, I'm just looking at it, like, I don't even know who wanted to skate it. Yet, um, we end up there and like, you know, like they light it up. I think it was like Gabe and like Dan Vellucci was like the filmer. Peter, I think Peter was there too that night. And like, we just lit it up and we were just skating it. And like, Nosebump was just one of those tricks that like, I had just kind of started doing at like Southside, just like skating. And I was like, that'd be sick down this. And so I was just like, started skating it and doing them. And like, you know, like, you know, he filmed it, took some photos, whatever, like great trip. We went and skated like a couple other spots that night. And um, what the fuck? we skated like the, another this, this 10 stair rail that's pretty popular. A lot of people like do tricks over it. Bro, are you nuts? Talking about back nose blunt clipper like it's nothing. Did you go straight to back nose blunt or did you do some warm-up shit? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, we were we, we were skating it for a little bit. Like, I, I was just, like, I think, like, the first thing I did was, like, try to, like, just ollie the stairs just to, like, you know, just, like, get used to the spot. So we were just skating it. Like, I think Peter, like, just, like, 50. We are just, like, 50 in it, like, just skating it. Like, Peter, I think, was, like, doing, like, Smith grinds. Yeah, he was, like... It was when the rail was still on it. So he was like Smith grinding the ledge and like nose grinding the rail, you know, kind of like dipped off. 
and I thought that was cool. So I was just skating it for a while, just like, and then I just thought to like try back nose blind. I think it was like just doing like fifties or like nose slides and ollie and stairs and stuff. Very casual, fifty to back nose blind. I like it. That's how I do it. <laughs> how long did it take you to get it? I think once I started trying it, it took like like maybe like five tries. Like once I landed one, like he was like, holy shit. Like everyone was super psyched. I was psyched myself yet. Like they, I, I, I didn't know any stats or any like, you know, like what's going down, what hasn't, what, you know, it's like cool and what's not. So he was just like, fuck, like, could you think you could do that again? And I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll fucking, I'll try, I'll, I'll do it, you know? And like everybody's still kind of skating it, so I was like, "All right, cool." So I did it like a couple times, or like <laughs> I think I did it like twice or like three times or something. And um, yeah, like we just wrapped it up and like just continued on skating. Went and skated something else. Like, holy shit, man! Just another day at the office for you, eh? Man, I love how you did probably the gnarliest trick done on it at the time, and just didn't even realize how epic it was. Just fucking kept going about your business. Not knowing you just shut down Clipper. Dude, I suppose you're absolutely right. Because I had no fucking clue. Like, that's like the furthest. That's still like the furthest thing away from my head. Like, when I see shit, I'm like, oh, sick. But I, it's not like I have like a mental checklist of like, oh, I heard this or heard that got done. I'm just kind of like, if it has got done, I, I pray someone tells me. Or like, if it hasn't got done, like... I don't even really think it just matters. Like, it's just cool. Like, nobody even says shit. But it's like, you know, I I, I don't like redoing stuff that other people have already done. I've, I've never really been that guy. Like, I, some people get hyped on that shit. I don't really do it. I don't, I don't do that. I, if I hear somebody's done something, I'm just like sick and then just think of something else, you know, <laughs> like or try something. Hey, man, else. you push the boundaries of gnarliness back in the day, man. Respect to you for that. If you guys say so, man, I'm <laughs> I enjoy skating, that's for certain. Man. Now, our favorite time of the episode, our chance to hand out a box to one of our very special listeners. You all know CHPO brand does it for the people, baby. This week, we're going to post a story on our Instagram at The Bunt Live Wednesday afternoon. It will be one of our previous guests, and you can tell us what level in the Switch Trade gang the ghost awarded this guest. And a box is coming to your doorstep, baby. It's just that simple. CHPO brand, doing it for the people. So you went back to Clipper a few years later and once again re-shut it down with the nollie back nose bun to end your part and roll forever. That was the only nollie back nose bun you ever had in a part. How'd you get the idea for that trick? So that was around the time that Thrasher was doing the contest at the spots. Mm -hmm. That one was at Wallenberg when they did like the, a, a Wallenberg contest. So I flew out there and just to show support for Thrasher and, you know, and hang out San Francisco, pretty much just skated that contest like and hung out. And then uh, after the contest was all wrapped up and everything, I just went to continue skating. <laughs> Wallenberg wasn't enough. 
it was, I mean, I was just out there. So I was just like, it was still daytime, you know? We were still like, kind of like adrenaline rushing from like jumping down Wallenberg and couldn't calm down. So we were just like, man, let's just keep it going skating. And then like, we ended up like going to skate a couple spots and like ended up going to skate Clipper. And uh, I recall like Ted DeGrosse being there, like right when we pulled up and he was just kicking it. And I was like, damn, that's fucking Ted DeGrosse. <laughs> you know, like in my head, I was Same like, that's baby. fucking Ted DeGrosse over there kicking it. He must have been like doing flat ground here, like sky high lofted some shit. Anyways, <laughs> I'm like sick, you know, and like I go down and I'm just like, hey, what's up, dude? <laughs> like. I just wanted to meet him, you know? And uh, we just ended up like, I was just like, ended up skating Clipper again and then like skating there with a couple guys and just like gnarly into it and it just ended up happening. What the fuck? That's insane, dog. I mean, thanks. <laughs> I don't know. Oh man, I appreciate it, man. It was just like one of those good times. Like I, you know, skating's just fun, man. Like it's, it's funny the things that can come about with like just like a great crew of guys like good energy and just a good spot you know once again fucking pushing the bar man no one's like done a nollie back nose blunt on that level (laughs) even to this day i don't think and he did it after a wallenberg contest man yeah like 10 years ago is the ted to grow inspiration dude i was psyched it was a good time like this the the crew there was just it was eclectic yet it was like the raddest like group of people you know <laughs> like it was it was so cool dude literally like that didn't even take that long i think literally think that took doing the the nolly into the nose one only took a, a few tries itself like maybe like four or five tries and did it a couple times People were psyched, dude. I was psyched and people were psyched. It was a great time. Must be nice, man. Must be nice. So in your SF stays, it seemed like you got a ton of footy every time. Your uh, Free Your Mind part was an instant classic. That was like your first big part to introduce you to the world. Um, What was filming for that video like? Man, I can't even... I Like to this day, I don't even know how I literally got a part in that video. And like, let alone like, you know, with when this is when like we were super like, I guess like I was at least can't speak for everybody yet. I was just like when I watched Transworld videos, like the last part was like the fucking last part. You know what I mean? Like the last part to me always meant like I don't want to say more than every other part. Yet it was like the curtains. It was the closer. It was the big shebang, you know, Mm -hmm. and like. To score that and then to score like a part in it was just insane. Like I was skating with uh during that time, that video, in particularly that video was right was the first video that Ty Ty Evans wasn't going to be a part of because he was gonna start doing something else um when he was at Transworld. So that like Free Your Mind was the first video that Ty was pretty much gonna let someone else do. And um, I don't know if it was him or if it was Jason Hernandez or if it was Ewan Bowman or if it was uh, John Holland that like 
wanted me to be a part of that video, yet someone in, in there did. So like amongst that, I suppose, like it just kind of continued on filming because Ewan was doing a lot of filming for the trans world video too. And then I, I'd be skate with him and like, he had this old car, it was just like a, a, a Regal. And so he, we'd like load it up and like drive to San Francisco and like meet up with like all the deluxe guys or whoever was at like Six Newell, which was like the deluxe house at the time. Yeah, it, it just, I just kind of collect footage. Like, you know, they'd hold on to it. I'd fly back to Houston, go to school, catch up on like all the work that I missed and go to like my night classes to like, kind of keep keep up with like the rest of every with everyone else and fly the fuck back out when I got a little bit ahead or whatever you know and try <laughs> to skate and film with whoever was up for it and um that's pretty much how that entire video part came about it was just like skating with all those guys and and hanging out and um, that video was actually supposed to have like a gons part in it too Yet at that time he was starting crooked, so he wanted to like pull his footage and like for like the crooked stuff too at the time. So that was yeah. interesting. It like some of the first ads for that video definitely had gons in them and people were really psyched. And then like <laughs> last minute he's just like, Peace, I'm out. <laughs> well, maybe it was a blessing in disguise because it allowed you to shine a little harder. Oh, indefinitely. I mean, gone. Like, I couldn't imagine what that premiere would have been like. You know, like it was already like a huge thing. Like that was one of the biggest like premieres I had ever been to, and like it was rad because that premiere is actually like the time I got my boards. I think it was at like the Ford Amphitheater or something. Dwayne Peters and his wife played. And it was just insane. She was doing like all the flame throwing, like spit flame shit that she does. What? It was fucking rad. And like Drahobel like got kicked out because he was like pissing on a tree or something. <laughs> and he was just like, had a smoke in his mouth like he usually does, like pissing on some tree. And like secure, just like looking at a security guard. <laughs> As soon as he saw him, he got kicked out. Hopefully, he got to see his part. I don't even know. He just, it was just a great time, though. People enjoyed it. And I turned pro in the parking lot. I was hyped. <laughs> so, yo, your acting skills got put to the test on your intro to your part, man. Looking back, are, you think it's Oscar worthy performance or what? Shit, man. I, I don't even think it, it matters, but I think, it, uh, what do you guys think? You think it was cool? I think we kind of just was. like, it's itching for a backsmith, man. <laughs> <laughs> man, I, you know that whole, all the skits were like, like I, I, I really didn't care. I was just like, whatever the hell Frank wants to do is gonna be hilarious. And he yeah. had this idea to do like, you know, the taxi driver kind of guy. You know, so I just went along with it, man. We spent hours. I recall trying to track down a taxi, like a taxi cab, uh, like light thing, light case. Yeah. It took 
an eon to find one of those. An entire eon. And like we had to meet John Holland in San Francisco that day because uh, he had just bought a taxi cab and he needed us to like get it spray painted yellow too because he had all these ideas for the skits. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we were like, all right, we'll do it, you know? And it took the entire day. Like we were only supposed to go to this one place, them have it. And then we'd bounce to San Francisco and they didn't have the right one. So we had to spend the entire, like an eon just scouring every place we could find in LA, in Hollywood. And then we finally find one. And then we finally like buy it and drive to San Francisco. We end up like getting to San Francisco like five or six in the morning. So we don't even really sleep. We just like, I just like literally like roll a spliff or something and like have a beer. And then I'm like, all right, what are we doing? And then John like, is like, okay, well now we got to get this, this tax, this cab painted yellow. And, uh, so he, he goes and does that, finds somebody to do it like super early in the morning. And, uh, we rent these hotels, these like kind of like dainty looking hotels to do some like skits in and stuff. And then uh, we just pretty much spend like like a day or two just doing like skits. And then like Frank's just like shaves his head, goes and buys like a, a, one of those general store green army jackets and just like gets full character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he killed it. You guys killed he it. He did, man. Everyone did, man. Everyone was fucking all about it, too. They made it fun and not painful. Yeah, just one more question about Free Your Mind. When you did the frontside 360 down that big six, did you say fuck it in the air? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just checking, dog. <laughs> So sick. That sounds some Fabrizio Man, Santos I can't shit. believe you actually heard that. That was insane. <laughs> so I epic. Did. It was the last try. We were getting kicked out, so I was like, fuck it. <laughs> what? <laughs> and it happened. That's legendary. Um, so that actually leads to a random story from when we met you way back in the day in Toronto. Well, actually, we met you in where Mississauga. It was Oakville. Oakville, sorry. You did yeah, a demo, Oakville. a Vol- Volcom demo. Yeah, uh, We dude. drove out there for that, uh, fanned out. It was fucking so sick to see uh, all you guys skate, Caswell, a bunch of other dudes. And then as we did, we just went back downtown and skated till uh, the wee hours like we always did back then. And we bumped into you guys cool. in the streets. And uh, we're skating the back of Commerce, fav- famous spot here. And then you're he just was messing doing around. Front nose, right? Yeah, everyone's just messing around, and I think we must have been 15 ish. Mm-hmm. And our friend Noah, I don't know what got into him, but he was literally probably your biggest fan. Like always watched your parts, yeah. worshipped you, and for some reason, like seeing you in person, I don't know what it triggered in him, but it was like the bad side of him came out, and he was like, "Yo, Darrell." He's like, yo, there's a tenster at the front of the building. Front three it. And you're like, ah, nah, like, I'm just going to chill. Like, I'm just, like, having fun or whatever. And he's like, you're a fossy. 
<laughs> and you're like, yeah. what's a what's a Fosse? And he's like, a bitch. And you're like, oh, okay. And then it was just like so awkward. But also, you were trying to front nose and out a three stair out ledge that's super tall. And uh, Noah just came out of nowhere and just like tried to front nose it while you were like while your homies were setting up the lights and you were gonna shoot a photo. And uh, you know, shame on Noah. It was he yep. knows he fucked up. I think we've even told that story before, but we had to go through it with you on the pod. Uh, what oh, do you remember man. about it's that all- night? And uh, extend our apologies. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> on behalf of Noah. <laughs> Dude, hey, no, no harm, no foul, Noah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I guess you know if, if you can't take the shit, get the fuck out the kitchen, right? I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck. Like, people talk shit, and that's just, that's just what it is. Like, maybe he just didn't want to see me at the fucking at the fucking spot that day. Who who gives a shit? He yeah. did though. It was like he was treating you like a video game though. We were so yeah. young. It was like he just thought that seeing a pro, like a pro, would be able to do the gnarliest trick. And he on was command. like owed something for his fandom. Like he yeah. was your biggest fan, so he thought that if he had a request, you should fulfill it. <laughs> yeah, rightfully, <laughs> that is wrong. Yo, it's there's not a dude, in like, of the building. I probably Fuck wanted me. to. I probably wanted to. Yet, I I, I literally recall that. At that time, we had to fucking go because we had another fucking place to be. So, like, we literally just pulled up there for, like, a split second. And I was just like, oh, that looks like a cool thing. So, I was just going to, like, try to do that just on a fling. Like, it's not like we were skating the that whole day there or nothing. Like, we had to fucking go. And, like, at the time, I was just like, fuck, like, this just looks cool, like a cool place. Like, I think I could do this pretty quick. I think it'd be cool. So they were just like, all right, well, fuck, like, you know, give it a couple tries. If you don't make it, then we got to fucking go. So, like, when I said no to him, I probably, like, if we would have had more time to spend, like, I probably would have been psyched to go fucking check out his spot in that 10 stair and, like, have a session with him. <laughs> yeah, it was, like... I was like on a schedule though, you know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like I was just there like skating all day. It's like we have to get the fuck going. So Yeah. <laughs> no well, harm, no foul though. Like I don't give a shit. Like people say whatever the fuck they want. I don't give a fuck. Like Do you regardless. remember him trying the front nose though? I remember it was just so awkward when he pulled up. Is you tried a few and you're like about to do it and then he just charges in out of nowhere and tries front nose while you're like setting up to like get a photo. <laughs> I mean, I, if he did, I, I definitely remember, like, there was people skating there. It wasn't like, you know, like, I don't remember, like, every little bit and piece, yet I do recall being at that spot and, like, having, like, skating there with you guys and, like, having that interaction. Because I recall, like, that word. I was like, oh, what's that? Oh, cool. I learned a, a, another word, like whatever this kid's just like talking shit i don't give a fuck like whatever. <laughs> like who cares you know what i mean like whatever so like i didn't mind uh you took it really well yeah if he, like a like a true pro i i literally don't give a shit man like if he felt like doing it fucking go for it if he's having fun i don't give a shit like you can so, try whatever the fuck you want 15 to 17 years later. Wait, wait, hold on. on. One more thing. I just remember having the biggest secondhand embarrassment because it was like when he called (laughs) you a Fosse, we all... That's the worst. 
we all knew what a fossey was, but you didn't because it was just a term we used. Oh. And so when you're like, oh, what's a fossey? Like, we all went quiet, like, oh, no. Shake and our heads. We're like, please don't say it, Noah. And then he's like, a bitch. <laughs> and you could hear a pin drop, but you just kind of, like, walked away. You're like, all right. Yo. But then I remember I had the biggest secondhand embarrassment because Caswell came up to us after, and he's like, yo, guys, like, that's not really cool. And we're like, oh, my God, like, please don't judge us based on MC Noah, Noah T right now. <laughs> well, like I was going 15 to 17 years later, would you like to take the opportunity to call Noah a Fosse back, man. Uh, not in particularly. I actually uh, feel a little see, privileged. Noah, Noah can learn from this. <laughs> I, I'm actually, I'm actually like privileged since like that was you guys' word, like to have like that information on you guys' word. I actually feel a little privileged to like <laughs> be like, oh shit, okay, okay, that's what's up. Like <laughs> uh, Noah's a good dude. I don't know something got into him that night. It was a long travel day for him. Out to Oakville and back. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> yo. what he was thinking. <laughs> good times, y'all. Good times, man. Hell, yeah. Shout out, Noah. Shout we out good. Noah. <laughs> we good. Don't stress. So you and Scott Kane grew up together. You went to Houston for a bit, came back, and then were teammates on Vans around the 41163 era. Both of you were on fire. Uh, what was your relationship like with Scott on and off the board? Man, me and Scott go way back, man. We go, we go way, way back, dude, to like uh, middle school. And um, Scott's like one of the guys who like actually got me into skateboarding and like one of the people that like really like I go skating with when I f very first learned to skate. Yeah, like I just met Scott like through skating and going to like these like middle school functions called, uh, God, we used to go to like this thing called like TFN and it was like totally Friday night. We just go and like mac on chicks and like dance and like hang out and stuff <laughs> at like some rec center. And like, I think I met him there and like, we just started skating. And then uh, we kept in touch when I moved away and we just be like sending each other clips or like talking about stuff we were skating and things we were doing and like, just like keeping in touch. And then like, he kept at it and ended up, you know, getting sponsored and stuff. And so did I. And it, it just like happened at the same time, which is awesome. And um, we ended up like working something out with Vans uh, amongst the same time. And once uh, all the guys that were working at Vans at the time, they just pretty much like found out that we were friends and they just kind of was like, well, that's a match made in heaven. You know, we could just like, they already know each other. Like they both skate a bunch and they have a good like chemistry. So we'd go on, we'd hang out a bit and they kind of pair us up. We had Mike Hasty on the show and asked him about the Nolly front blunt on the handrail battle. Do you remember wanting to get yours out quick or hearing that he had been trying one as well? Dude, I literally had no idea. Like I said, like I, I really don't keep up with stuff like as often as maybe I should. Yet when I do see something, like I'll, I'll be psyched on it and then I'll take note of it. But like when I hear about something, 
I'm just like, uh, that could be bullshit. It could be not. So I, I'll take it into account yet. Like, I don't really like go fetch for like the stats on stuff. Like I, Mm -hmm. I like to get like told the stats on stuff, like from people who are into that sort of thing. And like, you know, if I'm trying to trick, they'd be like, Oh, like this is that and the other, you know what I mean? Just so I know, you know? That's rad, dude. I haven't heard that name in a while. Mike Hasty, yo. Mike Hasty, so good, dude. He used to skate those XLTs, those rallies, the like white ones with yeah. the red stripe. He's those are his <laughs> joints, dude. Mike Hasty. Uh, both of you blasted the Nolly front blunt, man. Pushing boundaries once again. You're always doing that. Bless it, dude. That's dope. And uh, speaking of pushing boundaries. I forget where I saw this quote. I think it was maybe in a concrete powder or SBC or something. But you mentioned that you got to keep your nar blade sharp. I've always tried to live by those words, <laughs> although lately my nar blade is dull as fuck. Um, oh do, do you remember dropping that quote? And how sharp is your nar blade currently? Um, that's funny, dude. I like. I just recalled saying some goofy ass shit like that. Um, <laughs> Like yet, like right when you right when you re- reminded me, um, fuck, I was skating like I was skating like um, a lot of the rallies at the time, and I was I was like blowing through like a lot of shoes at the time. So like when I say like nar blades, I say I I say like my feet because like I like have like razor toe. And just be like flying through shoes like nonstop, like literally having like brand new pairs of shoes, and then just like completely like foot through the front of them, type of like shit going on. I guess it was just because of the stuff I was skating. Yet now that you say like you know, on the other hand, like you say like narblade, I think mine's pretty sharp. Like I mean, shit, like <laughs> I'm good. I'll be skating like pretty much every day. I'm not like hurt or anything. I've I've had some injuries, yet none of them have been like surgical types of injuries other than like uh like stitches. I've gotten stitches before and shit or like broken a couple bones yet. Just like the minuscule shit that like heals up, you know? Like I haven't like gone under like huge scalpel treatment. And, like, I don't, like, do any hardcore-ass drugs, and I never have done any hardcore-ass drugs. Drugs, period, really. I'm, like, kind of, like, a fucking lame when it comes to, like, drug culture stuff. I do, like, drink beer or, like, drink alcohol every once in a while or, like, smoke a spliff, but that's always been it for me. Um, And I eat real healthy and shit, so, like... My shit's my shit's cool, man. I'm always good to go for a skate, you know. The blade is sharp. It's fucking getting cold as shit out here, and we just don't even care. We'll just like fucking show up at night when it's like 30, 40 degrees or something in like wind chill, which is probably pussy shit to you guys because y'all dealing with like <laughs> some below Arctic shit going on out there. But uh, it's pretty gnarly to me, so. <laughs> Yo, that's sick. Good to hear the Narblade sharp, man. Yeah, I guess I took your quote differently, but I always drop that quote. 
I, I love that. It just stuck with me for some reason. Thanks for giving me a new perspective on it, man. <laughs> I like it. You do always use that one, too. That's come up numerous times. I think we used that in a trailer one time, too. Really? We got uh, Leo Romero to say it. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. His Narblade's fucking razor sharp. Yeah. So, from the outside looking in, you seem to have the perfect situation riding for Rio and Vans. What made you want to switch it up and go to DC and plan B? Um, I mean, nothing bad. It was just kind of like another opportunity to get amongst like great skateboarders and to learn like more about, you know, the skateboard industry and world. Like I always stayed on great terms with the real and deluxe and, you know, entire camp. And it was just one of those things where um, I was fucking chilling at my pad one day. Danny Way calls me up and he's like, yo, uh, we're doing this whole thing and we'd be happy to have you a part of it. And uh, I was like, fuck, that sounds like a great thing to get into and to help rebuild. Like before then I had gotten into like watching Plan B videos and learning about like secondhand smoke, virtual reality and I'd always see like Pat Duffy in San Francisco and shit. And like, I'd always like watch like Jeremy Ray's parts and uh, just starting to get into like, just like Carol shit and like Rick Howard stuff. And like, just like the plan B stuff, like Sal Barriera, uh, Bertino, uh, fucking just, it was like around the time where like, I really started like, looking at those videos and he and he ended up calling me and i was just like fuck that sounds sick and like you know that pretty much was it like it was like not even a long conversation it was just like he called me up he was like dude like would you be down would you would you be up for this and i was like fuck man let me think about it i'm gonna give you a call back and like i called jim jim thebow at deluxe and I talked to him about it and he was like, dude, that sounds pretty fucking sick. You might want to like check that out. Like that sounds like something like that would be cool. And like, you know, like no hard feelings here. I was just telling him like, dude, like Danny, Danny sounds like he really wants to do it. And he has like some guys and just like try it out. And um, so we did. And it was great. It was a great time. And uh, no harm, no foul. It was like I was on. I've been on like and have such a long history with like the deluxe guys and like how I came, got to be on deluxe and like you know from like Peter and I going pro at the same time and having like the tandem pro boards to like you know us linking up and like trying to like get our homie Ernie on the team, Ernie Torres, and then like, oh, Ernie got on the team. And then like, you know, so it was just like one of those things, like I got like a couple of my homies on like other little teams, like through skating and like Thunder and Spitfire and stuff. And it was just one of those things where it was like, dude, I, I might as well just try it out. Cause I've always just been a fan of skateboarding and not like, really knowledgeable of like you know industry stuff i've it, like my whole thing is like i'm a fan of like 
just skateboarding man like great skateboarders doing great skateboarding and making great skateboard product and so as much as i could get amongst and like any opportunity to like learn more or like get taught or like get involved with like anything or anyone that has like some type of like knowledge to share or like knowledge to give or like anything to teach me within skateboarding i'm all for it yeah man it was like an opportunity that i just like was happy to be a part of and i'm I'm hyped to see like plan b still up and running even in its resurgence even in like a time where there's a billion skateboard companies you know yeah mm-hmm. yeah so you did your your thing with the super team for a bit i remember when they first like announced the team it was pretty it ridiculous was uh you fit right in though top oh, thanks, of your man. game i remember some hammers though that never i feel like i never saw them in videos there's some lost Durrell tapes out there like you had a switch hard flip down Makba big four switch backside flip i don't can't remember if you switch back big spinned it but what was that whole like plan B era like for you? Dude, it was interesting, man. It was like, it was like almost like a, something, it's something that I, I had never been a part of like something like that before. It was like starting from ground because it was literally like, like starting with nothing because it was like, dude, like plan B was just like, re- like as super as it may have seemed to like the perspective, like, perspective of like people looking at it it was like dude we were just in the vans going on tour and just fucking skating our fucking asses off trying to make it something that people would enjoy you know like it was like it was pretty like tough you know like, it was like fuck it's not like we're just like lounging and chilling and like being like oh yeah like we're fucking the, the plan b team like bow down you know like pay your fucking homage <laughs> or whatever we were like in the fucking <laughs> like filming my like asses our asses off and like going on trips and like trying to fucking make something people would even give their time to fucking take a glance at so it was like one of those times where it was exciting and fucking fresh and new and like everybody was just in full throttle support of like anybody that needs it and it was at a time like dude i i recall like at that time like i was living with paul rodriguez at that time like it was like when that had happened i had like it was right at the time like i had like bought like my first house and it was like my house was like going through escrow you know like when you get a new house like make sure everything's all right so i was living with paul like for like a month or two in uh in the valley and he had this really sick like townhouse that it was it was uh him nigel alexander uh paul's cousin eric paul's uh uh ex ex like girlfriend and like his his uh his his baby mom his baby's mom rainbow so it was just us like living, living at the, at the pad. I, I slept in the living room on the couch, chilling every day. Paul's fucking regimen is so fucking gnarly. He'd wake up at like five o'clock in the morning. This guy, Paul Rodriguez, yo, is no like 
I'm sure people say it and you guys hear it all the time. Like, oh, Paul Rodriguez is fucking, he's the man. Like, he's fucking on his shit. But this guy is literally, like, fucking 007, like, on his shit. Like, super, super <laughs> down pat. Like, dude wakes up at, like, 5 o'clock in the damn morning. Like, takes off to, like, acting class or, like, s- some crazy shit. Gets back chills maybe like changes clothes like talks to nigel or like go like read scripts or something or like (laughs) chills with like his his family for a bit like we'll wake up we'll fucking go like set up some benches go skate some shit we'll fucking come back have some lunch like you know let it digest like talk about fucking goals and shit you know, he's on the phone. Where he's talking to, like, making shit happen, hustling, talking to agents, talking to whoever the fuck he needs to talk to, you know? And then, like, we're back. We're having, like, three sessions, four sessions of skating a day. Fucking nonstop. Like, maybe sometimes into the night, you know? Whenever he's not, like, off handling other business. Like, I'm, like, tagging along with him to, like, big-ass, like, business meeting dinners and shit. And just, like... Trying to be like you know, his 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 best man and shit. Like on my best behavior. Like yeah, like not show out and shit. Like you know, like he has some like good people backing him and shit. But dude, that guy's done a lot. Like <clears throat> he does a lot, and he's like such a solid human. And uh, dude, I'm like forever grateful for that guy taking me in to his place. You know, just like. And supporting me through like even now now in days you know with everything with primitive and everything and last I talked to him he was like fuck dude like you want to ride for primitive I'm like and I thought about it you know I was like fuck it'd be sick but at the same time it's like dude I couldn't imagine Paul as my boss like Paul's always been such a good friend to me I would never want to like do anything to like fuck that friendship up like even if it's like writing for him on his you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like i couldn't like that's not like how my brain works when i think of paul i'm like dude paul's like like he's like one of the fucking coolest people i've ever met you know like he takes he took me in like he's like a older brother or something you know what i'm saying like i couldn't even imagine yeah yeah it's on a different level uh, yeah, dude, like fully, but like that's the type of person Paul is. He's like, yo, like what's what's up? Like he's like the, that type of guy. You know what I mean? So it, for sure, yeah, dude. Yeah, shut up, P. Rod. So there were plenty of rumors around why you split with Plan B in DC. What went down there? Seemed like you were poised to be part of the super team for years to come. Um, you know what, dude? There is still no bad blood over there with all the homies at Plan B, yo. Like, I don't know. Like, rumor mills are just fucking straight up awesome. Like, y'all be, like, they be so wrong about shit. Like, oh, like, he is this and that. And, like, he's strung out. Like, I don't even do drugs, yo. And, like, on on top of that, it's like, being Plan B is good. Like, like. I just talked to Colin, like, not long ago, like, through text, like, we had a great conversation, and, like, Danny's always been, like, super fucking awesome, and, like, always fully supportive of me, and, like, same with Colin McKay, and, like, Ryan Gallant, and PJ, and 
Sal and dude, everybody who's ever been a part of that is just like, you know, there's it's never been like some weird shit. It was just kind of weird stuff going on with like um, the distribution and like the business side of things that kind of like led me to like uh, kind of further my like, you know, game soaking in the skate industry or in the skate world and like link up with other people for like other opportunities that came my way. Like it was just like at that time that I, that uh, Plan B and myself parted ways, um, it was like our our distributor at the time, um, some of the workers and stuff were going on strike and it was like kind of like a, like a crazy time on the business side of things and uh it just didn't work out so like i just had to do what i had to do and uh fortunately though um i had gotten an opportunity to skate for element and um i thought that was a great thing and i liked the guys over there and talking to johnny Schillerif and ryan kingman and ryan dewitt rest in peace they offered me to ride for Element. And so I took them up on that offer. And um, shortly after, we ended up acquiring Plan B. So it was kind of like, uh, it kind of came full circle because, uh, <laughs> you know, right. I guess it was kind of just like a, a little savvy business move. Like, okay, like, you know, things maybe aren't going so good with, you know, the distributor or on the business side of plan B. So I'm going to um, see what's going on over here. Element. And they, they, everybody at plan B thought that was a good idea too, because uh, they ended up shortly after, you know, coming along and it was like back to normal almost, you know, like, fuck, what's <laughs> up guys? One step ahead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah, a little bit. The guinea pig, man, they sent you over there to, to check it all out <laughs> possibly man possibly yeah at the time I, it just looked like it, it just seemed like a good move to me man and i'm i'm happy that those guys uh thought the same because it was it was great having them back and getting amongst them man it was cool because at that time like sheckler uh had hit me up he was like dude i i kind of want to ride for plan b and then he ended up getting on plan b and it was like right when i had like left so I was like, kind of like sad because I, I like Ryan, you know, like me and Ryan go way back. And like when he got on, I was like, yo, like, you know, like, damn. And then and then he was like right back in the element office. He was like, dude, I'm fucking about to ride your board right now. <laughs> I was like, yeah, let's get it. Um, I actually have I used to ride for Plan B flow back in the day. And nice. the only Plan B board I kept was a uh, Darrell. Oh and it was God. for my like for my wall, but it hey. was like after you'd left, you left the team, and then I, I, next time I went to the distribution, I was like, oh shit, let me, I gotta find at least one Darrell board to keep, and uh, I still got that bad boy. And you're about to hang your board wall, your uh, wall boards up, aren't you? Oh, yeah, dude, I appreciate you to the utmost, man. Hell yeah. So like you said, you landed on Element afterwards. You had two epic parts with Element in Trio, and this is my Element. Definitely worth re-watching to anyone listening. 
Can you take us behind the scenes on the back three and the switch back three to close out your first part with Element? Oh, man. Well, thank you for your viewing pleasure and the shout out, y'all. The Bunt <laughs> Beast holding it down. I appreciate y'all. Um, dude, those those two tricks were on my birthday, actually. Damn. I ended up like going to skate. Those those That spot's called Santa Monica. It's like uh, they have a 14 stair, too, that you guys may uh, have seen clips at. It's kind of like downhill. Antoine Dixon, they used to have a rail in the middle of it. And like Antoine Dixon does like a bunch of shit on it. Fake Yali and Nolly Crook. Yes, sir. That's at the same spot. You, you Nolly cabbed it. Yeah. Yep. And um, yeah, right. And exact dude just like woke up one day on my birthday, fucking wanted to go skate. So me and the homie, uh, John Rodemacher, rode with me and skated with me that day. And I ended up just like getting those two tricks. And it was like, I had never even done a switchback three ever that and like <laughs> that just seemed like the perfect spot to do it i was like because i did a back three i did like a a tetherball back three like fucking yeah. alpha style and shit like and then i was like shit switch back three nolly 360 going the other way or something you know and so i was just like spun one down and it worked out like a few tries what the hell? You've never done one on anything before? I had never done one on anything at all. And I was just like, fuck, it's my birthday. I might get lucky. And I fucking got an early <laughs> birthday present. Oh, my present. God. <laughs> wow. To say the least, man. Dude, that was, yeah, I think that was the first. There you go again, pushing the boundaries of skating. But that was the first big switchback three that I remember seeing, like, ever. And it was sick how you did the triple, like, you did the cannonball back three and then a couple other tricks. Rick flipped that fucking like 10 stair. I don't know how many stairs it is. Oh, and then you dude. hit us with the back three, switch back three, one, two. Epic ending to a part. Thanks so much, man, for watching that. I was hyped. Like, that's what I do it for, man, for you guys' viewing pleasure. And then in your trio part, it looked like you mastered them because you did it down that big four in, uh, I don't know where that is, Houston or something. Oh, Texas somewhere, I That's think. Crazy. But that was still yeah. might be the best switchback three I've ever seen. We'll definitely put it in wow. your uh, promo video thingy. Wow, thanks, man. I appreciate you. <laughs> you yeah. remember what I'm talking about? The one that has the big five. You could skate like the extension. Yeah. Yes, I do, man. I do. Uh, that is actually, gosh, that spot is. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's in Sacramento, unless I'm mistaken. Yeah, I have no idea where it is. I'm just guessing, but anyways, that switchback three was fucking straight gold. And yo, did um, did you notice that in the intro to Trio, you butter the bread before you put it in the toaster? <laughs> Dude, that was a that was an everyday occurrence. That's how I do things, man. I gotta have that shit soaked in, soaked Jesus. in, and buttered up. So you butter the toast and then you put it in the stand up toaster. Yes, every that's single dangerous, time. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I don't think that's. I don't think you're supposed to do that. I remember my mom telling me not to do that a long time ago. Well, I don't know, man. I did it every <laughs> single time. That's probably why I, I did it because my mom probably told me not to. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy dog. Throughout, did you switch back big spin the Mokba Big Four, or did I make that up? No, you did not make that up. I did. I have like a lot of footage that probably will never see the day of light. That like I've never that has probably just been heard about or like random clips. 
most of that footage is probably with like Heath Brinkley. Heath, we need that, man. We need or that. Like, yeah, we'll edit that up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Like, dude, like around the DC time or like some footage, like maybe with like Ricky, Ricky Biedenbog or like John Barry, even. John Barry probably has a lot of clips. Rest in peace, John Barry. He did the atmosphere video. Um, Sick video. Yeah. Rest mm-hmm. in peace, man. He probably has a, a had a bunch of clips in his vault that I'll never see a lot of day. Uh, yeah, he frankly, I mean, even like some of the Plan B filmers, that whole Plan B era, man. It seemed like <laughs> around that era, I remember I was on, so I kept I was obviously paying attention. I remember you had a nollie. I was worried heel. about your teammates, you know. <laughs> yeah, I remember you had a nollie heel front board ad on a rail that the footage never came out. I remember you had. Yeah. The switch backside what? flip Mokba. You had the switch hard flip Mokba. Switch back big, which I wasn't sure if I made that up, but no, you had yeah, some heavy dude, bangers out there, man. That. Dude, I appreciate it, dude. I can't believe you saw that or even took the time to even catch that caught your eye. I'm very hyped, man. Of course, man. I'm very hyped because I know y'all be out there skating too so damn much. And it's like, you know, for skaters to be like, knowledgeable of like other skaters it's kind of getting harder and harder these days all the skating going down i mean we're knowledgeable about like 2000 to 2012 maybe Mm -hmm. and then when the internet started going a little too crazy is too hard to keep up man (laughs) man bless it man i appreciate it so oh yeah quick random question i loved your uh real street x games part and uh back in the day i actually like I tried to find the song a million times, couldn't find it. So I just recorded it on my old phone and I would just like listen to it, like the ghettoist audio. But can you do me a favor and just send me that track MP3? <laughs> oh, snap. Okay. I think, uh, I think it's on SoundCloud somewhere. Like my homie put it out. My homies did that for me, though. We were just like, I was like, I need a song. Do a song for me. And like some of my homies were just like, all right, we got drunk one night and just did it dude it was so sick That's i remember so trying sick. to shazam it so many times and it was like not recognized and i was like fuck <laughs> dude my homies dude my homie actually recently put that out like on a random ass soundcloud he gave me the link to it i gotta dig it up though i'll, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll try to get it please to you, yeah please text that over to me it was one minute perfect i mean maybe it's not for everyone but i love that song it was so like weird but it worked dude it's long it's like it's like three minutes or something oh perfect tracks that's funny good looking though my homies are gonna be psyched (laughs) so it's almost 2020 it might even be 2020 now when this comes out (laughs) what have you been up to for these last couple years man we haven't seen too much from you I mean, I still be just skating, dude, trying to get amongst the other little things that may grab my interest. Um, I definitely always like skate. I stay home. I stay healthy. I'm not really accident prone or like injury prone. So, I mean, thank God, because I enjoy skateboarding. I have put out little things here and there. I had like when I had rode for gold. Uh, wheels i had like some clips and gold wheels yet that's probably like the last um kind of major thing that you guys may have seen other than that just like i'll post some stuff on like my instagram or like my instagram stories sometimes yeah i'm still like 
you know, free agent style. Anybody wants to holla, holla. You know what I'm saying? We'll we'll have some fun, make some cool product, and uh, I don't know, make it lucrative. You know what I mean? Yet, other than that, like, dude, I'm up for it, man. I, I've been doing like uh, some uh, uh, brokering. I've been doing like some energy brokering. Definitely skating being an AR agent, which is like accounts receivable for uh, other companies to process uh, large amounts of money um, and obtain large amounts of money from other companies that are owed money from other companies. And just down to CoLab whenever I can um, with any brand or anybody that wants to, you know, make it happen. That's pretty much it. Been moving around a little bit here and there, hanging out with uh, some guys and skating and getting amongst new cities and new areas that I haven't spent much time in. That's what's up, man. Keeping busy. I hope you do get to work on another part. The skate world needs it. That'd be fun, dude. I'll be, I'll be down for that. I, I just want to, I'd be psyched to do it for like a company versus just another like random, like self-promoted, like part for like the sake of like absolutely nothing i want to have like a cool company capitalize on it to like keep skateboarding on the up and up and be able to fucking give away as much free product to those in need hey man well let me let you uh in on a little bit of information here we're working on our own video over here the bunt video hey and, uh, hey now same now we'd love to have you in there man dude i'd be honored dude That'd be solid. That sounds like a great time. We'll do it for MC Noah T, man. Straight up and down. Come up to gotcha. Toronto, front three to ten, man. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a fucking trip waiting to happen right there. <clears throat> yeah, that would be an honor. One clip or a full part, it's up to you. Ah, let's <laughs> get it. Video in progress. Um, <laughs> That's what's up. That said, what's next for Darrell Stanton, man? Man, just wrapping up the year, dude. We're in December now. I've had a full-on year. I've been, like, in Cali for most of it. Had a great summer. Having a great fall out here in this this weather out here in Texas. And just going to try to not die before the new year so I can enjoy more life. (laughs) (laughs) More life, man. Yeah. More life doesn't get much better than that, man. (laughs) That's a Drake saying so you just got yourself good there damn it man (laughs) (laughs) it's all about the happy holidays man doesn't sound better than that (laughs) yo 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 it's rapid fire with the ghost and this week we brought to you by thunder trucks you dig You know Jamie Foy reps his hometown Florida roots, so it's no surprise that his newest pro truck from Thunder hit with some real tropical flavor and that lightning quick response. Custom hibiscus floral graphics and clear purple bushings and base plates to match. Available in 147, 148, 151 and hitting shops now. Hit your local shop and tell them you need them. Thunder Trucks, the leader in control. You know me and Donald switched over to Thunder this past summer. Join the movement, y'all. All right, favorite skater? Grant Taylor. Favorite video? Cash Money Vagrants. 
favorite video part? Arto, sorry, and flip video. The one where he had two songs. Favorite style? Gotta be Grant Taylor. Which skater had the biggest influence on the way you skate? LeVar McBride or Andrew Reynolds? Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth? Nigel Houston. Favorite trick? Ollie's. Hardest trick for you? Nolly half cab flip crooks. <laughs> it's pretty hard for anyone, I probably <laughs> <I'd> imagine. <laughs> I'm not like a nolly half cab crook guy either, so it makes it even harder for me. That's a dream trick, though. I remember PJ Ladd did that in a DC ad on a bench. It was fucking butters. Most illegal trick. Maybe just mob, like mob stuff, (laughs) you know, like anything mob. Love it. Or rocket, anything rocket or mob. Favorite clip you've ever gotten? Ollie over front blunt, probably. Just for the fact that people enjoyed that, to see that the most. Yeah, that was nuts. That was a good time. I did that like four or five times. I was just (laughs) one of those tricks where you just want to keep doing them. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed. You know what? One of the gnarliest things I've ever seen, uh, one of the gnarliest, for sure, the gnarliest is uh, he nolly crooked this, Nigel Houston, he nolly crooked this rail. We were in Costa Rica. We had been skating like all day. And like we were on our way out somewhere in Costa Rica. And he sees this rail like on the side of the road, like the harshest, biggest rail that pretty much landed with the landing was like horrendous. It was like cracked, un like rollable concrete off a curb sidewalk into a gutter that was more like a pothole into the street that was like oncoming traffic and he pretty much dies on it and then like he 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 nollies and then like dies (laughs) and and then like takes a breath gets back up and does it next try so that was gnarly yeah that was the intro of his rise and shine part that shit was buck wild he was twisted he died and then like came back to life and did that that was like i couldn't comprehend that it was insane you know what would have been sick on that what's that if if you if you backsmith that that would have been g as fuck should go do that dude i i looked at that thing like you know i thought about skating it with them yet i was like I literally don't want to be taking turns at this horrible, horrible spot. I'd rather him just do his thing so we could get the hell out of here. Because <laughs> we had pretty much almost gotten locked up, me and Nigel, at the spot before that. And that's like a whole nother story, which was like, you know, I, I had a bunch of weed. I had like Evan Smith go hide it for me. Like people came. I was smoking and they almost like arrested me and Nigel because Nigel was just sitting in the van with me hotboxing it <laughs> yeah Damn. yeah we got the weed and and we continued the trip and Nigel got his clip and we all got clips so good God times damn. hell yeah what's the one trick that got away dude I've never this is one thing I've never had a had a photo come out of a trick that I did not land and ride away with. 
ever. Beast? Legend. But is there like a trick that you tried that didn't come out that like you wish you got back in the day? You'd be the front nose at commerce, man. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Hopefully I'll come back and, and film film that for for a clip in the bunt then. Now we're talking. <laughs> What's the last new trick you learned? Last new trick, uh, nolly front board, nolly front board to fakey five o, like half gap out. What's your dream job after skating? I don't know. Favorite local brand? Four duos. Four duos. Favorite local skater? I'll say Keyshawn. Keyshawn Johnson. What's the one sponsor you regret riding for? No regrets, man. We square business. Favorite teammate ever? Scott Kane. Worst teammate ever? Damn. We about to... <laughs> I ain't taking no shots unless they real shots. Them butt split bullet shots. I don't do no type of fighting. You know how it is out here. <laughs> we, all, we all hollow tips on this side of things. We ain't doing no type of, 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 of talk whatsoever. We ain't throwing no hands and we ain't doing no slide talk. Worst company. Man, uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if they're worse, man. I don't know. Last person you want on the sesh? The police giving tickets. We're locking fools up. Real talk. All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up our interview with Darrell. Man, thank hey. you for doing this. And uh, you need to work on your worst, but maybe we'll have to have you back someday and run it back, yeah? Shit, man. Ain't shit going to change. I don't do no shit talking. I don't throw no hands. <laughs> <laughs> My man. Thanks again, Doc. Fair enough. Dude, thanks yeah, for having me. Thanks course. for having me, man. It's a pleasure. You guys are awesome. And I gr- and are great at what you guys do. I enjoy it. You know, I wish you guys the best. Happy holidays. God bless y'all, man. Shout out to the bunt. Always tune in. You know, they hold it down. It's a great conversation, man. I enjoyed myself thoroughly, thoroughly, man. Yeah, we did too, man. Thank you so much. Pleasure to have a legend that we love growing up on the show, man. Man, shout out to y'all, man. Shout out to y'all, Skate Kids, Deluxe, everybody I mentioned in this podcast. Good looking. Welcome back to the post office brought to you by our good friends over at Time Bomb Trading. And just like everybody knows, Stance Socks is the official sock of the NBA. The Toronto Raptors beat all odds and came out as NBA world champions for the first time in franchise history this past season. So commemorate their historic season with Stance's limited edition 2019 World Championship Toronto Raptors socks. Oh, and if you cheer for some other team, they got you covered too. All right, let's get into some emails, man. You've got mail. All right, first up, we got an email from C. Lowe. Love the podcast, been listening since season one. 
But have you ever been to a contest, a little hometown jam, or big huge sponsored event, and painfully watched someone go for an illegal trick repeatedly? Story time, I was filming this one hometown contest and kept watching this grown ass man attempt double flips down some nine stair. But after he landed it, he kept trying them, even landing primo twice. After the jam, I asked him why he kept trying the trick after he had already landed it. And he said, I did the double, but wanted the triple. Oh. Other illegal tricks I filmed at contest before. Tray flip Benny, kick flip Indy down a gap, boneless 540, and kick flip 360 body rail up a euro. Damn. And I have to think that filming a contest might be one of the like worst things ever. It's got to be tough. Definitely seeing hella illegal tricks. It's kind of hard to think of them off top, but all those tricks you mentioned, I'm sure we've seen them go down locally. One time I remember seeing uh, the man, the myth, the legend out here in Toronto, Mike Crook, uh, do like a 360 hard flip down an eight stair in a best trick. But it's funny because even sometimes depending on the crowd, you know, if there's enough kids, they might go crazy for it. And I remember the reception was huge when he landed it. And he might have even won some shit, but uh, yeah, that's, that's a no-no for the most part. All right, next up, we got an email from Derek Brennan. Yo, dudes, love the show. Just listened to Spanky's episode, and I loved all the crazy questions you had from unknown sources. You guys are the best at that. Any chance you could get Kurchard on the show, hearing Spanky mention him as having the best style sparked the question for me. He's been a fave forever, and it seems like he's a little more open to interviews these days. Keep up the good work and take care. A little more open to interviews, eh? We might have to cast a web a little bit larger, man. I didn't know that. Thanks for the uh, update. Definitely a dream guest of ours. Try and make that happen. All right, next up, got an email from Mailman Jordan. Safe O'Donnell. What vids are you looking forward to this year? New America joint should be sick, knowing Dixon and Dakota should be dropping some bangers. I know Jankum has done something similar, but how do you guys see core shoe brands adapting and staying relevant with corporate brands more or less dictating who's in the skating world, i.e. Reynolds to Vans? And finally, Ashad killed it in the new reel video, but I'm just curious to know when dudes like K-Walks and Riley Hawk will do something switch. Do you think these guys go for broke enough that skaters can look the other way? Is it illegal to film a whole part and not incorporate the switch stance? P.S. Green Steamies all day. And apologies for the loaded email. Lots of questions in there, man. They don't even relate to one another. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the bunt video, man. Looking forward to seeing what the ghost has up his sleeve, dog. <laughs> I'm looking forward to... Uh, I don't even know what's in the works right oh, maybe now. Maybe a new blue towel video if they're doing one of those. Yeah. I get the most hyped for local videos. Yeah, exactly. There's so much content these days that... It's hard to even like remember what's coming out or what to look forward to, but um, anything out of Canada that involves the homies, that's that's what I'm hyped on. The shoe brand thing. Is Vans not a core brand? What's he, he's coming at the number one shoe in skateboarding, man. You could have used any other example, like someone going to Nike or New Balance or Adidas or something. You coming at Vans? <laughs> the wrong podcast, man. I mean, it's tough, but respect to all the smaller brands hustling, doing their thing. Gotta love it, man. It's a it's a cold world. Bundle up. <laughs> it's definitely an uphill battle for for all the core brands, for sure. 
Oh, the Switch thing? I wouldn't say it's illegal, but it's it's less tasteful. I love a, a well-rounded part. I love. It's pretty illegal, man. You would just like, with it, me yeah, or you true. were to ever film a part or like most of our friends, I think there would be a trick of all four stances in there no matter what. Like without even thinking of it. So when someone doesn't, it's... I mean... Fuck, for guys like Kyle Walker, it's got to be hard to be doing fucking shit. He's doing Switch or Nolly, so maybe it's different. But he's done... I can't really picture any Switch shit right now, but he did like a Nolly front heel Switch Manny or something. Mm. Dude, like I just told you, I watched all the parts for a guest we have coming on later this season, and there wasn't a sniff of anything Switch or Nolly in there. It happens, man. Some people don't have the patience or it depends who you grow up skating with like we were lucky enough to grow up skating with fucking morgan yeah who skated switch more than regular when we were young mm -hmm. he balanced that out later but when you're around someone like that it's like oh okay i gotta work on my switch flip i gotta work on my switch ollie um not everyone i mean everyone grows up skating in different circumstances that's what i mean like we were on manny's ledges morgan kind of skated everything so i think everyone kind of followed but there's guys who are skating rails and stairs, so it's yeah. kind of hard to learn that. Like, remember Jake's? Jacob Williams couldn't yeah. switch flip for his life, and then one summer he just figured it out, and then he had like the illest nollie backside flip down Dundas too. Like it just like he leaped, but it was because we're all working on our switch flips that it forces like even the guys with the weak. He switch started flip. out as a heavy regs skater, just yeah. like mostly regs kick flip guy, and then later on he couldn't even board slide. <laughs> All right, next up, we got an email from Andrew Norris. It's a long one, so buckle up. Dear Bump Boys, not even sure where to start here, so I'll just dive in in no particular order. I've been skateboarding now for 20 years, and doing anything for that amount of time is pretty hard to do as we get older. So what's one trick you had back in the day, and now years later, it's just gone? That's the easy one for me, man. Hard foot. Boom. Later. True. I can't even come close to that shit no more. Sometimes people do it on me and skate, and I'm like, yo, the skate's the pressure. You'll need to, like, maybe do it. And I forgot about your hard flips. I used to be a hard flip guy. And you hard flip the, the moss gap? Moss gap, yeah. That shit's gone. <clears throat> Bro, the most frustrating one for me, switch burial heel. You remember back in the day, mm -hmm. throwing them down gaps. My first sequence in a mag or first photo period was a switch varial heel down a gap i literally can't do them anymore i have no idea why and it makes me like have like little mental breakdowns when i really try and do them frustration baby and he continues i recently learned switch front crooks on ledges and man it sure feels dope to do fast and hear that fucker grind save has got those did dono ever get that cab not yet, man. Or maybe I have, and you'll just have to wait for the bunt video. You know, <laughs> who knows? This one's for Ants One. Anthony, what's your favorite ledge trick and flat ground trick? Flat ground trick's got to be his uh, indie front 360, right? <laughs> Yo, his tray bombs all day. Let's hear it, Ants. Yo, what up, Andrew? Thanks for the question. Uh, yo, ledge ledge tricks. My favorite one for a long time is fakey tail slide. So fakey front tail and also fakie crooks. Um, I just love getting a nice amount of speed, starting a line off with that trick, popping back, popping back switch. I think it looks so sick when you start a nice line with that or fakie flip tail, you know, if you want to get more complicated. 
Also, vice versa, the, the same looks super dope. Nolly, Nolly knows Nolly Crooks. Classics. And flat ground, I mean, nothing really feels better than a tray flip and a bomb-ass Nolly heel if you get that right flick. So you guys are right around my age, and one question I have is for Seifa. The part you skate to Mac Dre I watch and think is super well-rounded part with good lines, long switchback tails, dope manis, even switch nose grind and hubbas, and that Nolly back lip on that rail, you know Galea Mamalu would approve. <laughs> Do you ever look back on those clips and think, how did I skate that spot? Or how did I get that? Or were you just a really hungry skate rat trying to get buck? Because it comes off very casual. Well, first of all, thanks, G. Appreciate uh, you taking the time to watch my shit. But, uh, and pump his tires. <laughs> it's funny because some days, or, you know when you're like going to bed, we've talked about it before, and you think you're the best skater in the world, and you're like, yeah... This summer, I'm going to fucking nose round to 30. Yeah, last night before I went to bed, I was thinking about all this shit I'm going to do. Exactly. So <laughs> in those moments, if I was to think about some old clips, I'm thinking about going back to those spots and doing new tricks. But then when I step on a skateboard, I'm like, how the fuck did I do anything? Because I'm so damn rusty. Um, age catches up, but it's, it's only like when I'm skating and I haven't skated in a while where I'm like, Jesus, like that shit... <clears throat> I feel so far from being able to do any of that shit. Uh, it's a weird feeling. But then I'll watch fucking the bronze video, and all of a sudden I'm thinking of all these tricks. Here we go again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mind working. Depends on the day. But yeah, hopefully it never comes a time when we watch our old parts and we know there's no chance. Actually, I mean, it's obviously coming at some point for every one of us, but... You know what it is, man? I feel like, especially for us, when you get older, more responsibilities in life, you're busier. Even in the spring and summer, you're skating a little bit less. Yeah. But you're still good. Like, you're still, you still feel comfortable on your board. In the winter, man, you're done. Like, it's so hard to skate. You live far from the skate park. You're working. Well, fuck, for us, we got two jobs. Time just... Time flies by quick and feels like you ain't skating as much and the rust will really catch up with you. Bro, Barcelona was a sad wake-up call for me, man. One of some, like, what I thought were some perfect outledges and just being such a pussy. Well, that one was scary, man. That one was scary. I would sit my ass down and enjoy some Burger King that day. Uh, 20, 2010, I would have nolly flip crooked that shit, man. Now I can't even, like, no-slide it. <laughs> you should have done a switch, too. All right, let's finish this email up. Anyways, always been such a fan of not only in recent years of your guys' pot, but the Canadian flavor in general over all these years. You guys better make that bunt video because the shit would be G. Thank you so much for making my Wednesdays sick. Much love. Hell yeah, man. Thanks, man. All right, next up, we got an email from the homie at gmail.com. Damn, how the hell did you get that email? That's just fake, man. On the... On the website, oh, you through can the just website? put your own True, email. true. <laughs> oh, my. What up, Bump Boys? Huge fan. Been listening, for the, been listening for a few years now. Just a quick observation. I have a feeling it's going to be some nerdy shit. Dane Barker recently got put on Quasi. Justin Dryzen has been Quasi Flow for some time. And I've also spotted the good homie Bobby DeKaiser riding Quasi boards. All three of these guys are insanely talented and have their own unique style. Speaking objectively, they all sort of resemble each other. Do you think there's only room for one of them on the team? Or do you feel they can each add something unique to the quasi lineup? Personally, I back all three. <laughs> Just wanted to hear your thoughts on the situation. 
Thanks for the quality content. Bunt life till the next life. Oh, respect the homie. I like that, man. Well, yes, that was... Of an- course there's enough room for all three of them, man. Come on, but I'm not sure what's up with Bobby, man. That guy can do whatever he wants. Yeah, Bobby, get a board sponsor you so you can bless the homies with your fucking extras. You get me? I think he's blessing... Like, the blessings are more abundant now than ever, man. True, because there's boxes coming from all directions. Left, right, and center going to his mom's house, brother's <laughs> house, sister's house. Like, all the homies are eating here in T-Dot. And Bobby has no significant board sponsor. Yeah. I wouldn't mind some uh, some Bobby Flow quasi, man. Bobby, man. Ink that deal, man. What the fuck are you waiting for? fucking on Deluxe Flow, dog. Real shit, real shit. Run that back real quick. (laughs) Thank you, Cody. Yeah, thank you, Jim. Thank you, uh, Mikey. All right, next up, we got an email from TJ Armstrong. What's good, dogs? First off, I want to thank you guys for a great season so far. The Davis episode made all of us Minnesotans stand up a little taller as we trudge through the ice and snow during our work commutes. My question for you guys is, who do you think was the greatest skater of this past decade? Personally, my pick would be Ashad Ware. Great trick selection, fired up parts throughout the years, continues to progress with no hint of slowing down, and can skate anything in his path. Keep it up, boys. It's a mad ting out here still. We just did a tiny bit of research. Safe wanted to confirm when the real video came out. and yeah, It's hard to go against Ashad, so I'm not since day one dropped in 2011 and since then he's been in contention for skater of the year every year like you said still progressing you see that switch heel front blunt he did down the park rail the other day dude the man is fucking one of a kind man skater of the decade for me my first initial thought was maybe p-rod but then after doing a tiny bit of research he might have been from 2000 to 2010 i mean it's hard to go against a shot man i feel like he should have more skater of the years himself like every year he could win skater of the year yeah a couple other options though shane o'neill definitely potentially i thought herman but he might have been like from 2005 to 2015 you said reynolds hard to go against him yeah reynolds could be either decade stay gold came out in 2010 so you could either look at it as 2000 and capped it off with stay gold or Oof keep it going because he's had some bangers since but obviously jumping down the massive as shit before 2010 <clears throat> good question all right next up we got an email from noah g what up bunt y'all have been killing it in the interviews this season <laughs> i'm finally back skating 100 after a gnarly foot surgery damn that's what's up dog and slowly getting my old tricks back but flip tricks are a complete bitch right now on a similar topic, did y'all have anyone in your crew that couldn't do flip tricks for shit but could rip everything else? We had a guy named Wu-Tang that could kill transition, ledges, and rails at full speed, but I never saw him kickflip. We thought about this for a while, but when you got Morgan Smith leading the way in your crew, it'd be too hard to not learn how to flip, do flip tricks, man. We just, like most kids, played skate all day, every day. There's no one no one that couldn't flip their board that we could think of, man. That's a tough question. Jeff Gluck, maybe? Oh, Jeff Gluck, older legend. He might not have flipped his board. I can't but remember. But like inside no, our I feel like group, I've seen him do nollie flips. Maybe. Personally, on a day-to-day basis, absolutely not, man. Black Label Bunter. Yeah, there's course. some fucking people out there. 
he wasn't in our crew, but he was definitely the legend of sin. It, and if you've heard the episode when we broke him down, uh, <clears throat> you already know what the fuck it is. Running around, Mach 10, running, throwing his board down, going as fast as possible, trying a three, three flip, flip and the then pond. freaking out as if he was supposed to land at every try, but literally never landed one. Um, yeah, one yeah. time when I was trying to 50-50 that rail at Dundas Square... Couldn't 50 50 at short little rail, six stair. I forget who was filming, but it was like just me and the filmer. And Black Label Bunter showed up and he's like, dude, you just gotta try and land it. <laughs> and I, I literally went up there and I'm like, I can't believe that Black Label Bunter just said that, but it worked, man. Oh, Took his shit. advice. So he yeah. was a he was a good homie, man. He, he was, was hilarious. Good guy for sure. Uh, but yo, uh, Noah G, man, I'm glad to hear your surgery went well. And just be patient, man. Your ankle or whatever you had surgery on is going to get better slowly. The flip tricks will come back, dog. Perseverance. Mm -hmm. Keep working that rust off, baby. All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up the post office for this week. Keep getting your emails and voice notes into the bunt live at gmail.com. And, yo, we, we want some voice notes, man. Where are all our crazy, like, homies that used to send in, like, what were their names? One of them passed away. What was his name? Theo well, Banks. Yeah, he got shot or something. <laughs> he got shot. But we're waiting on a special one from from our fantasy football league. You know who we talking about. Someone took a big L this week, so maybe we'll hear from him, you know? <laughs> Welcome back to the Rundown, the skateboard world source for sports. And we have an official decision. We got no emails about the man can't guard Mike. Mike Thomas being a kook, so he's officially cleared. Not a kook. Oh, yeah, true. I forgot about that. Confirmed. He's still a kook, though. <laughs> Y'all know exactly what we're going to talk about. The championship weekend. A couple good games. A couple games I thought were going to be better, unfortunately. Tennessee came out. Hit him quick. Goes up early. But I feel like no one was ever worried. I thought Mahomes is just too powerful on offense, man. You got to score 30 points to be in the game against the Chiefs, yeah? Yeah, I wasn't worried, worried, but when they got their second touchdown and the drive took like eight minutes or something, I was like, fuck, man, if they keep this up. But that was the one with the brutal pass interference call. Yeah, that was when so I was shit. Like, Can you believe that guy? Fucking Andy Reid might cut that guy. The Titans had so many little things go their way that got them their first two scores. Where uh, the homie caught the interception, but then it was actually just an incomplete, kept that drive alive. And then, like you said, the pass interference, that was so dumb on third and 22. Third, the guy had like eight yards. He gained eight yards. Yeah, it was ridiculous. But, um, yeah, even despite that, you know, Mahomes and co., my boy Travis Kelsey, the GOAT, fucking, it's just too much, man. And I, I need Travis Kelsey the GOAT. That was the Tyreek Hill game. Tyreek. Who cares, man? Kelsey's out here blocking. Better he's than, out here fucking jumping in interviews. Better man. than Kittle. He's a kook. Elite blocker. That is just not Elite true. Elite receiver. Okay, in the San Francisco Green Bay game, Troy Aikman doing the play-by-play -play, referred to George Kittle as the most, most well, most, most complete, complete tight end in the game, dog. Take Whatever. it from a Hall of Famer. Yo, take it from me. Okay, but let's get back to the Kansas City game. That was the Tyreek Hill game. Unfortunately, I just can't. It's hard to cheer for Tyreek Hill, man, for fuck's sakes. I wish it was someone else putting up those numbers, someone else with that skill. That's only taint on Kansas City. But I'm starting to become a really big Chiefs fan, man. 
Yo, the sad part, yeah, of course, man. Welcome, welcome to the wagon, man. I've been on it since the Alex Smith days, so can't call me no bandwagon fan. Chief, you just said welcome to the wagon. I'm sorry, welcome yeah. to the. You're on the wagon. I've been here. You're driving it. No, I'm just chilling as a legit fan. Anyways, uh, back to Tyreek for a second. It is kind of sad to me that yes, Kareem Hunt kooked the fuck out and should have oh never God. kicked that woman but yo i never even thought about that the shit that tyreek's alleged of doing is it's not alleged they have the the phone call right even man. the phone call that shit is like a thousand times worse than what kareem hunt did but, but yeah it, the fact that tyreek hill still has like chief's kingdom roaring his name and cheering so loud for him and kareem hunts on the dusty insane. browns it's unfortunate Dude, I swear the Chiefs would have beat the Patriots with Kareem Hunt last year. But anyways, uh, that game, what? <laughs> that game, that that game was all right, man. It was definitely better than the second game. Fucking bullshit game. Let's not forget that Damian Williams had an insane end to the year last year. Like he was, he was doing Kareem Hunt things. Yeah, in the in the fantasy playoffs, but not when the real playoffs popped. So moving over to the next game, this was a snoozer, man. I think like <clears throat> San Francisco doesn't give you an exciting game more often than not. The game against the Saints, extremely exciting. Scores going back and forth. You didn't know who was going to win. Their route to the Super Bowl has not been an exciting route, man. No, it's been beatdowns, man. They, they flipped a switch, man, in the playoffs. They, they were actually looking pretty bad like the last four or five weeks of the regular season. Mm-hmm. Two of their most exciting games this year were randomly against the Cardinals, who just like had their number and lost. I Power mean, Murray's exciting. The Cards lost both games, but they were both really close. Um, but yeah, I can't wait. Now, now that the Super Bowl's set, I think we finally have an offense that can put up a real fight against this defense. I think it will be similar to the game they played against the Saints. Like. The, the Niners can put up points, too. Jimmy G hasn't had to do much. I saw a tweet yesterday that Shanahan has turned his $137 million quarterback into a handoff machine. <laughs> and, like, Jimmy G just hasn't had to do it. Why would they use him and give away what he's got if they don't have to? Same with George Kittle. George Kittle, man, this is going to be the coming out party for George Kittle, this Super Bowl. If they have to put points on the board and if for some reason they're behind and they have to go to their passing game a little bit more, whoo, you watch out, man. On the world stage, on the big stage in February, it's George Kittle's time. Yo, I can't wait for this. We can settle the Kittle-Travis Kelsey debate. This is that it. shouldn't even be a debate. Everyone's oh. trying to go from, oh, Gronk's the greatest, and then just skip over Kelsey and go to Kittle. Fuck that, yo. Kelsey has yo, been Kelsey the best has. tight end in the league for the last, like, three years. For the last two years of the Gronk's career, when he started slowing down, missing a ton of games, 100% Kelsey was no, the I, best I'm saying the end. last three years. Well, even then, Gronk probably didn't play a full season. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah. From the time Gronk started stopped playing full seasons, Kelsey has been undoubtedly the number one. But George Kittle's just turned into an apex athlete. Right, we'll settle it, man. We'll We're going to find out once and for all. Two weeks. What is it? February what? Second. And you know where I'm going to be. In Miami. And Lee Joof, a.k.a. Nick Katz, if you're listening, you better get us some Super Bowl tickets, brother. Yeah, so you can watch firsthand what's about to go down. Well, who you got, man? As a winner? Yeah. Well, I just said I'm a Chiefs fan, so like I'm obviously <laughs> pulling from Mahomes, but 
I mean, I just turned into a 49ers fan back in Kittle, so I'm going with the Niners. Man. What the fuck? Fuck it, man. Yeah. Well, it makes for better conversation yeah. on the show if we cheer against each other, obviously. We're going to have to think of a bet. A big-time bet, man. Yeah. Something wild. We got two weeks. Something crazy. Yeah, but yeah. Next week, we're going to come at you guys. I'm going to think of something, man. I can't wait to see Kelsey catch that first touchdown. And Yo, Kittle barely did anything yesterday. Because he didn't have to. Why? Like, this is what I'm telling you. I know. Yo, They're I so could have been great. The-, the Niners didn't have to do anything. Like, if Raheem Mostert's going to beat you by himself, why are we going to do anything else? Yeah, where are you drafting Mostert next year? I'm not. I'm not. Yo, he's like on an insane tear. Yeah, man. so was Damian Williams last year. You just said it. What did he do this year? Well, he got, kept getting oh, drafted. Derrick Henry. Yeah. I could have been QB yesterday, man. That's, I think he had thrown like six touch, six passes by halftime, and I don't know if he threw much more after that. I stopped watching at one point. Yeah, man. Bill Simmons could have been quarterback. Could have been anybody. Could have been the old man from down the road could have played quarterback for the Niners. That defense was out of control. I fucking hate that Richard Sherman got that game-ending interception. I hate Richard Sherman, man. <laughs> He's going to make the Super Bowl about himself somehow. We're going to hear way too much Richard Sherman over the next couple weeks. And like Bill Simmons said, we're going to hear way too much Travis Kelsey, man. Oh, I can't wait for He's all of it, man. He's a fucking kook. He's the best. Before we move on to basketball, just one question. What do you think about Aaron Rodgers, his legacy, his career? He's getting older. Where do they go from now? New coach. They had a good year. It almost felt like they had to do it this year, man. Like, are they going to keep ascending? What's next? I think they had a great year under their new coach, LaFleur. I think they can still add some good pieces. They got the RB. They got the wide receiver. Jimmy Graham does what he does, makes a catch when you need him. Their defense could be a lot better. But looking back at his career, man, the guy has one Super Bowl. He beat a, a Chicago Bears team that lost Jay Cutler in the in the championship game to get there. He hasn't done anything impressive in the playoffs. You think of him as a guy that runs up stats in the regular season, and the fantasy community loves him. But even the last couple years, he's been terrible for fantasy. He's up and down. And honestly, he's barely like a Hall of Fame quarterback right now. You got to do more, man. Shit, but he's Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger's done more than him. What do you think about Ben Roth? Would anyone ever think that Big Ben's a better quarterback? Eli Manning's done more than him. Or equal. Yeah, no, I'm saying Big Ben's a, a G. He's got two Super Bowls. Yeah. They've Big been, Ben's a better quarterback. Like, better resume, you mean? A better career, yeah. When you look back, that's all that's going to matter is your career. Like, from game to game, everyone's had their time. Like, he, Rodgers has had more than enough chances. In the big game, he can't get it done. Damn, this dog. game wasn't even close. It like yeah. wasn't close. Like you, you stopped watching. I went and cleaned the snow off my car. Like <laughs> it was over. You lost to Jimmy G handedly, man. He didn't even have to. He do didn't anything. lose. You can't put it that way. When we talk about the forty, when we talk about teams, we usually like to refer to the quarterback as a representation of the team. He lost to the 49ers. He didn't lose to Jimmy G. Well, Jimmy G's the other quarterback, so no. But I'm saying in in the, in this situation for that team, you know, it's like, oh, you lost to Aaron Rodgers, you lost to Tom Brady, like the most important player on the team. But it sounds Jimmy more G's, disrespectful when I say you yeah, lost yeah, to Jimmy but G. It, Jimmy That's G's not I'm the most important player on that team. 
Like, if they win the Super Bowl, I doubt he's MVP. You know what I mean? It's going to be like Bosa or you fucking know. Kittle or Woo! who knows. <laughs> Jimmy G's out Kittle. here handing the ball off. Mostert could win it. You know what I'm saying? Like, Why do I have to tell you this again? He's handing the ball off because that's all it took to beat the lowly Aaron Rodgers. Wow. I feel like that's hella controversial. But uh, what do you think of him? You think he's still a great quarterback and he's going to do great things? So this is probably his last chance, man. He's 36 years old. Well, cause Cliff's, this- Cliff's coming, bro. I know you ain't eating avocado ice cream like Tom Brady. You ain't sticking around that long. <laughs> well, because I've only been watching football for four years most of the aaron Rodgers stuff happened before like his epic uh you know hail marys and like his super bowl blah 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 so i've missed all the shit that led Stephen a to refer to him as a bad man for all these years so you got to see some of those hail marys on a fucking the only sunday night in november the only for him. the only crazy thing <laughs> yo this guy's hating the only sick thing i saw him do was my first year watching football was when he's like we have to run the table to make the playoffs and then yeah, they beat the great. cowboys yeah, that, was, that, was that was sick and then what he lost but the, he's never had like if i feel like he's always got like a pretty weak team and he's got to put the team on his back but yeah next year if they could get a proper wide receiver too and upgrade the defense i think they'd have a shot again but like KO, imagine Mahomes is imagine, here now. Mahomes is a better. Aaron imagine Rogers. Aaron Rodgers on the 49ers. Woo! They should have drafted him. 49ers did a great thing by passing up on that. Ball. Alex Smith, dusty ass. <laughs> All right, let's slide over to the NBA. The association deserves some love. Did I say that word right? Association. <laughs> let's talk about some teams that we love and maybe don't get as much shine as we think they should, man. The Utah Jazz, absolutely rolling right now. Gobert had a slow start, but he is shredding it. And you know I got love for the spider, Donovan Mitchell. One thing I might say is I think they're better without Conley, man. I think Conley messes with Joe Jingles, and when he's jingling, it's over. Sounds like you've been reading a lot of those update cards on the uh, fantasy app. Well, you don't read all of them. <laughs> you got, you read them all are too. You, are you watching the games or are you just no, reading? I don't, the I'm cards? not watching you. I, I can't watch all these teams. Oh, too, shit. I'm spreading my time across three sports, don't man. Don't kill me. This guy is. So, anyways, but, but I own all those guys. I own Gobert. I own Mike Conley. No, no. Donovan I, Mitchell. I, I've been. He's been one of my guys since a rookie. Yeah. No, no. I, I feel you. They have gone on a tear since Conley left with the hamstring. He did return last game, played like 15 minutes. But it's one of those things where I don't feel like any team is better without Mike Conley. You know what I mean? But he clearly hasn't been himself this year. He's got to be coming off the bench. Yeah, even whether he's he's mature enough. He's all about winning. You know, he's been in the league long enough. He just wants a championship. So if that's what they ask him to do, he'll do it. Um, but I'm loving this because I was bummed and and really under they're really underperforming and I was bummed because I had high hopes for them this season. We both love the Jazz, uh, and it's good to see them get it together. Did you see that insane game against the Pelicans the other day? No, I didn't. It it was so fucked. So it was a close game all the way, <clears throat> and Brandon Ingram and Donovan Mitchell in the fourth quarter just start trading threes and fadeaways and. It was actually fucked. It was one of the like all-time showdowns so far this year. And then with 0.2 seconds, Brandon Ingram hits a tough, tough 
uh, fading baseline jumper, like running to the I right, saw that like, one, yeah, yeah, like Kawhi, but like a two. And uh, they go up by one, and it's like, oh, hell yeah, like game's over, point two. They have a timeout, so they go to inbound the ball. The only thing that can fuck them is a tip dunk. They bring in Jackson Hayes rookie ass into the game because he's a, a big body and he ends up like pulling Gobert's arm down so he fouls him before the ball's even in play which is automatically two free throws but I'm watching the game like my guy Rudy's got to hit a free throw to go to overtime or two to win it he misses the first I'm like oh he's done like he's horrible at the line yeah and man them hit the swish on that second one to go to OT I'm like okay they got the momentum now like the Pelicans are fucking cheesed. And then overtime was more of the same. More Donovan and Ingram going back and forth. It was insane. Ended up not being like a epic, epic finish. It was a bunch of free throws and shit, but it was one of the best games of the season, man. Two young stars popping, and I'm so hyped for Brandon Ingram, man. Finally, out of the LA spotlight, no LeBron, no Kobe. You know, he's just doing his thing and he's flourishing. 25 a game, man. It's, it's a hell of a place for him, man. I feel like the Pelicans are a team that's going to grow well together, man. For sure. And getting Zion back this week, that'll be interesting to see, too. And Drew Holiday, questionable Hasn't even been playing today. Uh, so they're both, they both should be back this week. And they ain't out of the race either yet. The season's still young, man. It's like halfway through. There's a bunch of teams in the lower half of the Western Conference that are not out of this, man. The Trailblazers, the Kings. The Grizzlies are holding the spot right now, but they got a below 500 record. Out of those teams, who do you think is going to take the eighth seed? Yo, that's the toughest fucking question. Like, Because whoever it is is probably playing the Lakers. So I'd love to see the Pelicans get in there, man. Yeah, it's, it's really hard for me to pick against Dame because we're just so conditioned to them being slept on every year. Mm-hmm. And like the last few years, they'll end up being sneakily the three seed or something. And you're just like, what the fuck? Like... They're just quietly winning games, but something's just off over there this year. I don't know if it's not having Nurk. It's Whiteside. They've traded some dudes, but Whiteside's putting up monster numbers. But yeah, but still, I don't like empty him. Stats. It's got to be in the locker room. Something's off, man. They, they just went out and traded Bazemore for Ariza. You think that's an upgrade? I think that's an upgrade. Defensively, for sure, for sure yeah. Well, I mean, Bazemore is a, a defensive guy too, but Ariza's just all around better. Fucking ex-champion with my lakers <sighs> something just seems off there we'll see what they do at the trade deadline i mean they already made a trade the kings are going nowhere fast huge letdown this year huge letdown they're worse injuries than just year. fucked them man all their guys battling injuries they yeah. just never got it going they still got time too they're not that far but out but they also signed a bunch of fucking horrible contracts that while they were happening i was just like scratching my head uh luke walton might get fired man it just sounds like the other day they're like why do you think like the guys weren't playing so hard and he's like i don't know why don't you ask them like when those quotes start coming out and you could feel the friction through the media we could feel that friction in toronto from sacramento (laughs) uh that's not a good sign but yeah injuries have plagued them the pelicans man they went on like a crazy like I'm making this number up, but it was like a 10-game losing streak-ish, and they're a better team than that, but if they just miss the playoffs, they're going to look back early in the year and just be like, we wasted sh- opportunity. Dude, they lost to so many garbage teams. It was, it was sad, <clears throat> but we'll see, man. They could make a historic 
run here. That would be amazing. Uh, I would love to see them play the Lakers in the first round. That'd be must-see TV. It's funny. I wonder what Reddick's secretly hoping for because he's never missed the playoffs and it's a really important streak of his, like 15, 16 years in the league. I'm like, is he, he took hoping? a big risk coming to the Pelicans. Yeah. Is he hoping to go to a contender at the deadline or is he trying to oh. battle it out with his boys? I think he's a real trooper and wants to win with the Pelicans, though. So we'll see. But, yo, who are you picking? I have no clue, man, who's going to get the eighth seed. Honestly, with the way Jaws playing, I wouldn't surprise me if Memphis stays there. They got a good team. They're so young, though, man. Fuck. Yeah, but they're they're there now and they're winning games. So Jaws different, though. Yeah, it's true. He's not like your typical rookie, man. This it doesn't surprise me. But there's lots of options. Like, the Spurs. No one would be surprised. I, I think the Spurs will miss. No one would be surprised if it was the Trailblazers, though. That wouldn't surprise me. It probably should happen. Yeah. But they're losing some head scratches. You know who's too. usually at the bottom of these standings for the last couple of years and battled battled their way out? The Dallas Mavericks, man. What's the ceiling for them? And they I swear they were the two or three seed not too long ago. I mean it's such a bunch up between uh, mm-hmm. it's six, tight up there. Six and two, I think. Um wait, what was the question? What's the ceiling? Oh, the ceiling? They win a playoff oh, round? They they lose yeah, they won. I think they could win a playoff series, but they'd have to Ooh. get home court, man. They they need home court if they're gonna do that. But either way, it'll be great experience for Luca and them boys. I'm really interested to see what they do at the deadline. They've got some like weird movable contracts. Like I don't know if Hardaway is part of their long term future, but he's been he's killing playing it. Great. He's been killing yeah. it with with Porzingis out. That's the other thing. Like <clears throat> Luca missed a couple weeks with the ankle, comes back immediately. Uh, Porzingis has been out for the last 10 games. Yeah. I think they play, to play well tomorrow. together. So with the rise of the Mavs, one thing we got to talk about is the fall of the Sixers. Destined to go to the NBA Finals this year. And now they're battling it out. The bottom half of the playoffs, man. Yeah, they were my pick to go to the Finals. Like you said, it's still early in the season. Lots of time. Embiid's out with his uh, broken finger or whatever. He should be back in a week, maybe two. Um, I feel like that team's more built for the playoffs than the regular season, man. They they tried yeah, to build a team so. to stop Giannis smartly. They'll, they'll be able to. But I don't like Giannis is clearly gonna have home court through the finals if he gets there, so we'll see, man. But I still got love for the Sixers, our boy Josh Richardson, you know, Ooh. doing his thing. He's streaky as fuck though. He's really frustrated. It's a tough team to like get in a groove on, I feel like. No, even Tobias Harris. Like, yeah. He drops 34, and then the next game he has like 14. It's yeah. like fuck's sakes. They don't know who the go to man is. Ben Simmons all over the damn Not place. Not a fan of Ben Simmons. Me neither, man. Episode's coming to an end. Any last words? <sighs> go Raps, go, man. I mean the third seed. I we've had our full healthy roster for like maybe five games all year mm-hmm. people got to stop sleeping on our boys i don't know if they i feel like maybe people are starting to wake up because they'll they'll just randomly beat boston with like no siakam no van vliet like missing half the fucking starters like i, I think one fan base at a time is waking up to the to the oh, raptors like you know what that. i mean day by day the national New media fans everywhere yeah, the national media in the states ain't covering them like that but each individual fan base is like, well, we just lost to the Raps Again. without half their fucking starters. That's right, bitch. Norm Norm Powell, man. Yo, he took he, a step this year. I'm so pissed at him. What get did him you in any league. Uh, the black hole. <laughs> and he that's still changed. is, but he's hitting everything, uh, that's man. That's what I mean. Yeah, he ain't giving it up, but it's going in more often. He's than forcing he it, to. but yo, since he's been back Some over of his 20 games. are just incredible, yo. 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 Uh, 
Like one on three fast break. He ain't ain't scared. (laughs) Yo, since he's been back four or five games over, he's averaging like 24 over 50% shooting, like two, three threes a game, steal and a half a game. He's on one, man. He's a fantasy gem right now. Pick him up if he's on your wire, but he probably ain't. He shouldn't be. All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up this week's episode of The Bunt. Keep getting your emails and voice notes into thebuntlive at gmail.com. We want to hear from you.